Hey friends, and welcome to the Sexy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Lemke, and here we will talk about everything from body confidence to sex, and maybe even get a little bit spicy. Let's get to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Sexy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole, and today this might get a little confusing because we are joined by another Nicole, Nicole Satimi, who is an osteopath. Hello. Hi, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me on your awesome podcast. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thanks so much for coming on. It sucks that we just didn't manage to do this in person because we both live in the same town, but (laughs) we are on Zoom. Um, (laughs) So I'm just going to get you to like introduce yourself and tell the audience a little about like who you are and what you do. Yeah. So my name is Nicole Satimi. I'm a settler on the traditional uh, Indigenous territory of the Mishisegig people. Uh, My pronouns are she, her, just to get that out of the way. And um, I'm a solo mom to a beautiful baby girl, Della Rose. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a podcaster. I love dogs, being outside, um, being close to water, super into crystals, um, the moon, tarot cards, and beautifully illustrated books. (laughs) (laughs) I have been a registered massage therapist actually since 2008. So I am in the field a lot longer than a lot of massage therapists actually um, at this point. I practice acupuncture and cupping as well. I have over 800 hours of yoga teacher training and I often implement those types of skills into my services. And I'm a manual osteopath. Amazing. That's so many things. You are just like an amazing superhuman. So a lot of people listening probably have no idea what the hell an osteopath is. I barely even really know. So I am excited to learn, but what is an osteopath and what does like a treatment session kind of look like? I'm talking with my hands. Like it's making any kind of a difference for anybody listening right now. (laughs) That's great to me. (laughs) I'm always so excited. Like when someone asks what is osteopathy, because it's not something that is widely known. Like when I say I'm a massage therapist, everyone knows what that means. Um, But a manual osteopath is a listener. Basically, we are manual therapists who embrace three main philosophies. The practice of osteopathy considers the whole body as one whole unit. So I see you as one full unit, not segmented into into different pieces. Um, And I help initiate and enhance your ability to heal from within and regulate your own body. And, And it's really amazing. Osteopathy can be used in Um, conjunction with conventional medicine or on its own. And normally I love to work a lot with different practitioners as well. We can address things from functional concerns, structural concerns. um, And basically what I tell people is it's a specialized form of manual treatment. And we are looking for something called somatic dysfunction in the body, which means we're looking for temperature changes, asymmetries, restrictions in range of motion, tenderness, Um, And so it's a safe and effective treatment from basically day one. My my youngest client was a day old and my oldest client uh, was 100 years old. So from day one to the last day, um, we we treat everyone. Basically, um, manual therapists or manual osteopaths look for the root of illness. Right. We're always asking, why is this happening? And we use soft techniques, 
stronger techniques. Um, we have a bunch of tool uh, tools in our toolbox to be able to treat the person as we see them. During a treatment, you're sitting or laying on a treatment table. You're fully clothed and just like it, you would be in um, a, a physio treatment or a massage treatment, um, I apply techniques that are very specific to your needs. After we've completed an initial assessment together, I have a really good idea of what I'd be looking at and how to treat you. Um, sometimes we have to dig deeper. Sometimes I need to work with your medical care provider to be able to um, give you uh, even more advanced type of treatment. And so um, that's what it can really look like. At the end of treatment, I give tangible advice and home care. And then if we need to, I help you advocate um, for yourself in different medical settings. Okay. And what <laughs> sort of like inspired you to become an osteopath? Well, I had been working as an RMT for over 10 years. I was going into my 10th year and I felt like I had been hitting a wall for a while in my treatments. And under the designation of massage therapy, I was a little bit restricted in being able to explore other areas in my career. And with the passion and knowledge I had of the human body, um, I just... I, I was yearning to learn, I guess you could say. <laughs> and I wanted to dig deeper into topics like that personally interested me, um, like brain health and pediatrics, but also female reproductive health. And I align so well with the values and teachings of manual osteopathy um, that I, I just loved my program. And I am still on a high from everything that I've learned. I, I research every day. And so I think that's a really true indication that I'm very passionate about what I do. Um, I also completed my thesis in dysmenorrhea um, and female reproductive health. And it's uh, the possibilities in this profession are endless. So mm -hmm. amazing. So and what we are focusing on today is dysmenorrhea. That, that came out very well. I'm surprised at myself. Um, so <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, what is dysmenorrhea? So dysmenorrhea, simply put, is painful periods. And 80% of people with female reproductive organs will experience some form of pain during a period in their lifetime. Um, this pain typically happens deep in our lower pelvis, and it can spread to our back, down our legs, um, even our abdomen and into our knees. And so it's this deep cramping sensation that often affects our bladder and our rectum because they're so close together anatomically um, and our digestive system. And if you've ever had dysmenorrhea or painful periods, you know that you can also be affected with nausea, dizziness, vomiting. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, quite, it's quite a severe condition and it affects a lot of people. I was just going to say, I would love to meet the people who don't have painful periods. Like, where are these, where are these unicorns? I would like to be a unicorn, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. So what are some, you kind of touched on how like dysmenorrhea can also affect like the bladder and the rectum, but what are some like other common symptoms that can go along with it? Or I already asked you that. Well, we do. There oh, are a lot of symptoms. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> I'm so tired tonight. I'm just oh, going to leave that in there and not even edit it out because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's always good to hear the symptoms again. <laughs> You're just going to roll with it. It's fine. 
<laughs> there are a lot of symptoms and it's interesting when I talk to, to people, um, new symptoms arise and it can change. And yeah, so it's, and it's very often that we get gaslit in our, in the medical, in an, in a doctor's office where we're not really taken seriously. So it's really important to, to know what your symptoms are. So the fact that you asked the question twice is good. <laughs> for sure. Um, and I mean, like speaking of being gaslit and stuff, and I know it's like, it's a different, different experience as a plus size person, but like for me to go to a gynecologist or anything about period issues, I'm told either lose weight or get an IUD. Like that's one of two things that I'm met with, which is really unfortunate. But anyways, how can painful periods kind of impact other areas of people's lives just outside of those physical symptoms? So basically it's, um, I imagine anyone that's experienced dysmenorrhea has a long list of situations in which their painful periods have impacted their lives. For me, I would often have to take a day off from school or I would have to take uh, I'd have to take up a bed in the nurse's room at school if I got sick at school. Um, if cramps came on and I was out, I'd I'd vomit in a garbage can. I was on family trips with my parents, and I remember one point vomiting on the steps of an ancient ruin in in France. Oh <laughs> my <there>. god, <laughs> it's, it's very embarrassing. And yeah, at some point, um, you know, when I started drinking more or drinking like into my 20s, I noticed alcohol really affected my cramps. So I could mm. never drink, you know, around my, and when I was menstruating, um, period cramps can be severe enough uh, to actually ho- be hospitalized. So um, I'm not sure if in your experience, you you get to the point where you just wish that you could be hooked up to morphine, but there are cases in which you'd need to be hospitalized. Um, it can make someone delirious and shaky and fatigued. And um, I experienced labor last year and my period cramps were as bad, if not worse than labor. So yeah, there's a stigma around menstruation where when we hide, we hide our period cramps from others. And I think hiding our pain makes it worse. Um, we pretend like we don't have ovaries to make sure that any male being present isn't uncomfortable, um, in my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think what you're doing by talking about dysmenorrhea and having um, open discussions about it is basically... Um, allowing us to to have the safe space to be able to talk about our pain and to feel supported in that, right? And I think we just need that daily in our society. Um, so yeah, it can, it can have a huge impact on someone's life. Okay. So how can you as an osteopath kind of help people with their symptoms? Yeah. Um, that's a, a pretty big question, and it's really determinant on a case-by-case basis. So we want to understand what causes dysmenorrhea, right? So we have the two main, um, we have primary and secondary dysmenorrhea. Primary dysmenorrhea starts from day one. The moment you start menstruating, you get cramps, and you have um, those symptoms of dysmenorrhea. And so when I'm treating, I want to know, have your cramps started like at, at as soon as you started menstruating, or um, have they appeared and that would be 
or have they appeared over the last couple of years or recently? And that would be secondary dysmenorrhea where we have a dysfunction in our reproductive organs and we need to look a little deeper. And those types of dysfunctions could be endometriosis, which um, part of our, or what looks like uterine lining tissue is, um, it, it grows outside of the uterus then fibroids or adenomyosis, which is a dysfunction in the, the muscle wall of the uterus itself, um, and a few other conditions that we need to look into a little deeper to make sure it's not secondary dysmenorrhea. So when we have that, the picture, the full picture of health, osteopathy can step in. And an osteopath who understands their practice of, um, of manual listening basically is we ask the question, why? Why is this happening? And by understanding like dysmenorrhea, why do you have dysmenorrhea? Why do you have de debilitating cramps? Why do you have a headache right before you menstruate or during? Um, we will take a look at hormones. We would want to know, um, you know, the level of prostaglandins in your uterus. What makes your uterus contract? Is it is it blown out of proportion basically because that's what happens, right? So we have um, prostaglandin, which is the hormone that causes our uterus to contract. And in someone like myself who has dysmenorrhea pretty severely, I have a higher level of prostaglandin. So my, my uterus is contracting at a, an abnormal rate, which causes the pain. And so taking that into account, I want to ask about stress levels. I want to, to look at the body as a whole. So I want to look at your mental health. I want to look at your um, physical health. And I want to look at your emotional health. And obviously, I have limitations in my practice, and I would refer out if need be. But um, I think so physically, I'd be looking at assessing the organs, specifically be looking at the liver, be looking at the root of mesentery, the mesenteric root, which actually supplies a lot of our abdominal organs with um, the nerves and or the arteries and the lymphatic um, fluids that we need. And by releasing the root of mesentery, the mesenteric root in the gut, so in the lower deep abdomen, um, I've actually seen a lot of positive results in my client, in my patients. And so by doing mm -hmm. visceral work, work with the organs, um, there's direct work that can be done with the uterus and the ovaries and the muscles surrounding our abdomen that can be really effective in treating dysmenorrhea um, long-term. Yeah. Okay. That's really interesting. I love the holistic approach. I like by trade, I'm a registered nurse. I don't really like mm -hmm. practice bedside nursing anymore, but I love the holistic approach coming from like my own perspective. That's been like so heavily based in like Western medicine. Um, I just find it very, very fascinating. What would you say <laughs> is the most rewarding part about your work? Um, I think the most rewarding part of a manual osteopathy um, in my profession as a whole would be being able to see beyond the physical um, external body and feel within with my palpation skills. So palpation is the techniques that I have in my hands to be able to see under the surface. Um, and then where someone gets to feel a deep connection to their body um, on that real cellular level that we don't get to feel every day. And after 
an osteopathic treatment, you feel shifts in your body that you might not have felt for a while. And I think that's really rewarding to just know that someone is walking back out into our community and feeling a bit different in their body. That's beautiful. I love that. What Mm -hmm. is like one piece of advice or like a word of wisdom that you would leave for someone who is experiencing dysmenorrhea? Um, At a certain point, um, your pain, well, your pain is not, not normal. And I don't want anyone to feel like they have to suffer through dysmenorrhea month after month. And um, continue to advocate for yourself in your doctor's office. Talk to me if you're looking for ways in which to advocate. We have been gaslit for far too long into thinking painful menstruation is normal and it isn't. It's a sign of something that's out of balance, that needs attention. Um, Finding relief might mean that you need to do a number of things from diet and specific exercise changes to manual therapy and psychotherapy. So that's my advice. Okay. Yeah. It's so important to remember that like, we don't, we don't have to live in pain at all. Um, now this question is like really not related to our conversation at all, maybe a little bit, but I ask everybody who comes on the (laughs) podcast, this question, and that is what does sexiness mean to you? I uh, have been listening to your podcast, so I was prepared for this question. If you had ever asked me, I still have no idea what to say. So, but it, it really got me thinking. Like I'm reflecting now, so thank you so much for that. Because as someone who hasn't thought about sexy, sexiness for for a few years, um, I appreciate it. So, I think sexiness is confidence, kindness and humility, um, confidence in the way you act and kindness in the way you respond and humility in the way that you allow others to see you. I love that. (laughs) That's so good. (laughs) I am like working on like compiling a list for a post about everybody's like definitions of sexiness. And I'm really excited for it. I'm just like, I keep putting it on the back burner, but I need to do it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on. This was really informative. And if anybody local is listening, please go see Nicole. Where can everybody find you and support you? Well, my business is called One Body Wellness. So you can go to my site, onebodywellness.ca. You can find me on Instagram at one.body.wellness. And I do in-home visits for people in the Peterborough, Lakefield, Kortha Lakes area. And I also work at a boutique on Shimong Road called Lavender and Play from 12 to 4 on Thursdays. So reach out. I am always here and I am an advocate of free medicine. So if there's a way that I can help you, um, I I want to. So okay. thank you. <laughs> thank you. Well, friends, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you want to support the podcast, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review and share it with your friends. I would love if you could share a screenshot of the show to your Instagram stories whenever you're listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at underscore Nicole Lemke. That's underscore N-I-C-O-L-E-L-E-M-K-E and at the Sexy Saturday podcast so that you don't miss out on any Sexy Saturdays.
If you or someone you know wants to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email application to the sexy Saturday podcast at gmail.com.